Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be godly leaders in our homes, workplaces, and communities. Before we get into today's content, I want to ask you to mark your calendars for our second Versus Men's Conference coming up on May 5th. Due to the overwhelming feedback and support we received from our first Versus Conference in September, we've moved this year's event to the Williamson County Expo Center in Franklin, Tennessee, where we look forward to hosting thousands of men from throughout Middle Tennessee and the surrounding areas. And it's not just the venue that's gotten bigger. We got big name speakers and musical talent joining us this year as well. This year, we're excited to announce that Tim Tebow will be joining us as our keynote speaker. The motto of Versus is, don't go alone. And from his time in the locker room, winning two BCS national championships and the Heisman Trophy, to his time off the field as a college and pro football analyst, best-selling author, and philanthropist, Tim knows all about the benefits of being part of a team and having trusted men around him to lock arms with. Trust us, you don't want to miss this year's conference. Tickets go on sale February 9th at versusconference.com. Now, today's podcast is special because not only do we have some amazing guests with us, but today also marks a milestone for us here at Men's Leadership Network. Today is our 100th episode, and we just want to thank you, our listeners, for helping us make this possible. Your feedback over the years and willingness to share this content with others has helped us grow and been an encouragement to everyone here at MLN, so thank you. Now, we would all like to be better husbands, but with countless other responsibilities competing for our time and no clear step-by-step system for achieving marital greatness, that can be a difficult aspiration to live up to. We'll never get more than 24 hours in a day, but we can learn to steward the time we have to strengthen our marriages and families. Today's podcast guests, Chris and Jenny Graby, know from 17 years of marriage that perfection is not a reasonable standard. After all, life is messy and we're all imperfect people. For the Gravies, a practical way of building and maintaining a strong relationship has been getting into five rhythms which they've laid out in their new book, The Rhythm of Us. Marriage is one of God's greatest gifts to His people. As men, we're called to be spiritual leaders within our families and to live in a way that honors our wives and gives glory to God. I'm excited today to benefit from the Gravies' insights on marriage as we seek to find a rhythm where we all fall more and more in love with our wives each day. And now, here's Pastor Jeff. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining in today on Men's Leadership Network Podcast. This is exciting because this is our 100th episode. I mean, can you believe that? 100? I can't believe it. It's been amazing and what God's done and just the stories, the lives, the impact, all for God's glory. And we are so thankful and so blessed and so thankful for you. And I pray that this has been enriching your heart and your life. And God's been growing you to be a man after his heart. And so just know I'm excited for you. And and for our 100th, we have a great, great guest two guests today, which is awesome. So Chris and Jenny are amazing, amazing, and they're here. And it's February, so we're talking about love, we're talking about marriage, we're talking about relationships, and they've actually written an incredible book, which we're going to talk about more during this episode. And so you guys, thank you for joining in today. We really appreciate you. And tell us a little bit about yourselves and about your family. Can you start off that way? Sure. Well, thanks for having us. It's an honor to be here. Um, I feel a little like on a men's podcast, <laughs> like I should explain why I'm here. Um, but yeah, we're we're really honored to be here. But um, yeah, we're Chris and Jenny Gravy. We have five kids, uh, one boy and four girls. Uh, two of those are teenagers, so extra prayers appreciated Amen. for us Amen. in the season. But yeah, that's that's yeah. I live here in us. beautiful Franklin. Mm-hmm. Been married almost uh, two decades, and yeah, we're the authors of this brand new book, and we're writing the the ride to see what God wants to do with this message. So honored to be here today to share. Oh, Chris, thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, tell us, because you guys, you 
co-host your own podcast. Yes. So it's kind of cool that I'm getting to interview you guys, which is usually you guys on the other side of the microphones. But but tell us a little bit about that journey and about your career and kind of how God's been using you even in the podcasting world. Yeah. So, um, yep, the podcast is called The Rhythm of Us. Mm. Um, and we have, you know, like Chris said, we've been married 17 years, um, which is a while, but it's not that long in the grand scheme of things. And yeah. so we we really try and take the posture, not of experts, but as just people learning um, how to mm. do this. And so we, we have really wise people on, great couples who've been married way longer than we have, and we try and learn from them. Um, and I'm just amazed at all the couples that God has brought across our path who are somehow still wildly in love after decades of marriage. And that's the kind of couple we want to be. That's mm. the future us that we want. So we try and learn all we can from them. Um, and that's really, you know, kind of where the book came from was those rhythms that we learned from those mentor couples um, mm. that we want to be a true of us that we want to grow into. Yeah, the, ultimately, the the wild ride that led us to this starting a podcast many years ago started off, um, you know, she went to Belmont, she was in entertainment, I ended up on a reality TV show on MTV, <laughs> we got married, we said, let's go on an adventure, so we went on this wild ride, we were in ministry for years, I was a yo-yo pro for, for a little bit of a while, <laughs> yeah. that's top secret knowledge, yeah. we don't talk about that. We'll uh, show you later. Yeah, entrepreneurship later. Yeah. is <laughs> in my blood, in my DNA, and she's been such a great sport along the way, and so... Yeah, but one of the things that was just real clear is that God wanted us to do something together, and it, he birthed it, kind of tricked her into kind of joining me on this thing, and here we are, and and a book came out of it. A publisher reached out to us and said, we think there's something here, and we're mm. like, okay, God, what are you doing? And so, and the rhythm of us was born, and so, wow. yeah, it's been it's been an amazing wild ride. What a wild ride, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, tell us a little about that, I mean, because... This is a great book, you guys, and I, I just would encourage everybody to go out and buy it. This is awesome and just so much more in depth. But I love, I just love learning a little bit more about your lives and even the impact, right, of your parents and their marriage uh, or multiple marriages in, mm -hmm. you know, Chris, your case. But talk about a little bit about that, your family of origin and how that impacted even your rhythm as a married couple now. Sure. Um, well, I'll start. You know, I think we both have incredible parents. We mm -hmm. want to start off by saying yeah. that, you know, it's hard because sharing our story of marriage has to include, right. you know, the marriages that we saw growing up. Um, but it's really their story to tell. So we try and be as honoring as we can. You know, my parents are two of my favorite people in the world. Mm -hmm. I love them very much. Um, and they are incredible people, but they would be the first to tell you that they struggled in their marriage. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably their main struggle. Um, and so I did not grow up you know, longing for a marriage like the one that I saw in my household. Um, but God was so incredibly faithful to plant couples along the way in my childhood and then even in my adult years that I was so inspired by. Mm. And I saw this beautiful picture of what was possible. And even at a young age, I remember thinking, okay, if I want a marriage like that, I better start paying careful attention to how they're doing this so that I can have that someday. And so... God was just giving me this sweet gift of, you know, kind of stockpiling these these rhythms that I saw lived out in front of me that I was taking mental notice of um, to one day begin to practice in my own marriage. So I, you know, we always joke that along the way growing up, I was learning what to do and kind of, you know, keeping notes that way. And Chris was kind of learning what not to do mm. <laughs> and keeping notes that way in his own, in his own walk. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in what you would say was pretty chaotic household, you know, mm. four dads, three moms, 
um, people when they go, wait, wait, stop, slow down. <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah. All at one time? Not all at one time. It was <laughs> it was definitely spread out. So, you know, I saw a lot of divorce. I saw a lot of brokenness. I saw um, basically, like Jenny said, a lot of what not to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I said, hey, when I found Jesus and fell in love with him around the age of 22, truly fell in love with him, and then not very long thereafter met Jenny, and a few years later we were married, um, it was real clear who I didn't want to be. And so, you know, I wanted to be like Christ, and I didn't want to be like the examples that I saw. And so, uh, yeah, so that was the two paths that brought us into our marriage together. Wow. How did you guys meet and fall in love? Well, we actually met at church when the pastor said, turn around and greet your neighbor. Boom. Sitting in front of me. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> the all awesome. that funny? Yeah. So, so for years, church. for years when I was, when I was on stage pastoring and I'd be local, I'd be like, hey, before you sit down, your wife might be right yeah. behind you. Your husband. Strategically place yourself in that service and turn around and shake your future wife's hand. So yeah, no, we, we were, but you know, we both just really had massive encounters with Jesus. We were in our early twenties and neither one of us were ready for a relationship. It was great. We just decided to be friends. Um, and it was only so long that was going to last because I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be your friend, friend. Like your boyfriend and your husband friend. Like, yeah, I want to be that friend. And so, but it was, yeah, it was a, it was a good little journey just to build a friendship and relationship. And, and really early 20s, both of us trying to chase after Christ. And so that was, it was the first time ever in my life and you know, I think you could say as well too, babe, is that I had done a relationship right, mm. which was which was a good feeling. Mm. Praise God for that. Yeah. yeah. So your book, okay, the rhythm of us. How mm-hmm. did you come up with that title? Where does where does that come from? Um, that's a good question. Well, kind of the story of how it happened. Um, like Chris mentioned, we started this podcast. It was a spiritual growth podcast primarily, and we weren't even talking about marriage. Um, but all the questions that we were getting from listeners not about spiritual growth. They were about marriage. They were mm. like, yeah, 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 that's great. But can you talk to us about like how you guys seem to have a great relationship? It's strong. I, tell me what books you read, you know, all this stuff. Give me some tips. And so we just decided that we should probably pay attention to that. That might be something that the Lord was up to there. Mm. And so we took a month. Um, it was February. And we just kind mm. of devoted that month to just some practices that we had learned um, from mentors in our life that um, the couples I mentioned and there was such a great response to that um, that month. And one of the responses we got was from a publisher friend who reached out and said, hey, I was listening this morning. I was driving my car, and I just felt like the Lord said there's something here. Would you guys pray about maybe putting this into a project? And our first thought was honestly like, I don't think so because, you know, we have five kids. We have a lot. Going, there's not a lot of margin in our life to, you know, put the kind of time in that it would take to make a book. Um But as we prayed about it, I mean, I can tell you, Jeff, the moment the Lord dropped this title into my spirit and the whole concept of it, and I just thought, okay, I think this is from from you, God. Let's just take it one step at a time. And and that's how it came to be was really from him. So we're grateful for it. Yeah, I remember the day she came in. She's like, I got it. Yeah. What? (laughs) And, And like in our household... I'm generally like, I got an idea. <laughs> oh, you have another idea. Huh? <laughs> Let me hear your idea yeah. or whatever. So when she has the Eureka aha moment, you know, like, it's good. Because she'll, she'll like, she likes to talk about how she keeps it in the furnace. Like, you know, if God gives her something, she's like, I'm going to hold on to this a little longer. But when she runs out and she can't contain it, it was like, she said the rhythm of us. I was like, that is it. Yeah. And when we sit down with the publisher, they're like, we see 
so many transcripts submitted to us mm -hmm. about marriage and there's nothing out there like what you guys are presenting mm -hmm. here and so it's like okay god like let's do this let's go for it mm. well just so i'm reading the book I, I love how you start to unpack that right rhythm and and talk a little bit about that i mean where does that rhythm come in in the marriage and because yeah. you do a great job <clears throat> detailing that but kind of give us a summary of what 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 that is sure thank you yeah um, you know, around that time, I was studying um, the whole spiritual discipline of crafting a rule of life. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm sure you probably are. But um, for anybody listening who's not, it's just the idea of envisioning the person you want to become in Christ, who he's called you to be, and then crafting a set of life practices that will take you there and help you become yeah. that person. Um, it's a way to just be intentional with the rhythms that you're filling your life with. Um, and so I was deep into studying that, and it was so such a wonderful exercise to examine kind of the rhythms that were filling my life personally. But as I started to examine those and really put them into practice in my life, something the Lord really started working on my heart was that because I'm married, I have a responsibility to my spouse's spiritual growth as well. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, our friend of ours, John Eldridge, says that the, you are the most important person in your spouse's life not their, you know, their parent, not their kids, but you, your spouse, you have the most power over them. The words mm. you speak, the things you do, it has power in their life. Um, and so I, I realized through the Lord's leading, like I need to consider his growth as well as mine, because it's not enough for me to just have a rhythm of me. I need a rhythm of us in order for, uh, for this thing to work, for us to both be flourishing. And because I have a spouse who wants to grow in, in the Lord as well, we need to consider each other's rhythms and and really put those both into practice as we move forward. So that's kind of where the idea was born. Like, let's look at our, our rhythms that fill our life and let's think about the future us that we want to become. If we want to be those that couple that's still wildly in love after decades of marriage, what does that look like? And what are the rhythms that we need to practice in our life and in our marriage together that are going to take us there. What, are, what do those look like? So we began to kind of talk through those. What, what are those rhythms? We, we began to sit at the feet of some wise couples mm. in our life and ask them, okay, what rhythms have carried you through 50 years of marriage? Mm. What has led you to be even more in love now than you were when you began? Like, that's what we want, right? That's yeah. what we all want. So what are those rhythms? And we actually found five that were kind of common denominators of the couples that we admired most um, and that we had found as we practiced them in our own marriage, they brought a ton of fruit. So that's what the book is based on, those five rhythms. And then we also walk people through in the back of the book how to do that with your own marriage, how to sit down with your spouse and ask those questions. Who is the future us that we want to become? What does that look like? And then what are the rhythms that are filling our life now? And are they taking us where we want to become? And if not, what can we change? What can we put our hands to that's going to take us to that couple and to that place? Mm. And if you want to know those five rhythms, you can pick up the book. The books are sold. <laughs> no. Amazon. Oh, oh wait, no. Oh we'll share. We'll share. <laughs> you know, you know, one of the a couple of things I think for context for everybody out there is Jenny and I are naturally pretty independent individuals. Like we're both like, you know, we can be pretty self-sufficient. And I think when God started stirring her on the rule of life thing, I mean, we, we've had an amazing marriage. We, we mm. love each other. We can, you know, we, we love being in a room with each other, but we're okay if each other has their own space. There's not, no one's insecure about it. But I think the rhythm of us was just a great way to culminate to say, hey, how do we 
uh, as we continue to grow in this thing called marriage and, and life, we become one, just continuously make it really we're wrapping our hearts and minds around Christ and this message. So that was one of the big things for us, for the rhythm of us. And the other side of it, when they said we think there's something there, I think we pictured in our brains naturally, oh, it's a marriage book. So it's going to be about sex and money and in-laws <laughs> and kids. And, and it was like, okay, that's not what this one's going to be about. And so what we thought and what God kind of gave us was, well, let's help couples have a different conversation. And the idea of rhythms is something that you can kind of turn not toward each other and go, well, you suck at money or you're not good at communication. <laughs> it's something we can look together where we kind of lock arms and look at the center of the table and go, hey, are we in rhythm or are we out of rhythm mm. in this area of our life? And then it's something to go, well, I think maybe we're out of rhythm. I think we're in rhythm. Okay, well, why do you feel like we're out? Okay, well, how do we get in rhythm where it's it's this us together crafting this you know rhythm rule of life thing that Jenny was talking about. And it gives couples a framework to have a conversation where you're not pointing fingers anymore, but you're you're working together to go, let's get in rhythm. And there's no one who's really at fault. And maybe someone can own it if they want in that moment. But we all have our own faults and we all have the things that we can point to. But it gives a great context for someone to say, hey, we're out of rhythm. Let's get in rhythm. And what can we do together versus, hey, you need to get better at this and you get better at this and I'm good at this and you're not good at that. <laughs> that's just that's a conversation we just didn't want to have and a book we didn't want to write. Mm, that is powerful. That's powerful right there. And Chris and Jenny, thank you for sharing that. And I love your intentionality. You know, you said we want to what's the future of? You know, what is, how do we, what do we want to be like in 50 years? We want to be married and want to be strong. And so how do we do that today? That's awesome, you know? And I love that us versus you, you know? And I think a lot of times in our marriage, we can blame the other person, you know, and I'm, I'm doing all this and they don't do anything. And uh, that's just not healthy. I mean, and that's what destroys. And you even mentioned in, in your book, you talked about the drift. Talk about that for a minute, because what do you think that marriages, I don't think people get married and then just go, hey, we're just going to get divorced, you know, after five years, we're going to call it quit. I mean, but there's something that happens, this drift. What do you think are those causes or what happens in marriages that, that they tend to drift? Yeah, um, I, I love that you asked that. That is something we talk about in the book. And um, one of the lines that Chris says in there is that what we learned is we won't get there by accident, yeah. right? We, we all know who we want to become, probably. We can sit down and think about you know, the future us that we want, but we won't get there by accident. We won't just drift our way into an incredible marriage. It takes intentionality, like you said. And so I think there's so many things, um, you know, unique to different couples that can cause us to drift. Um, but I know one just from for our for our marriage and our um, our experience is just busyness. You know, mm. it's just hurry and distraction and busyness. And with five kids, I promise you, there is no end to the opportunity for distraction and busyness and hurry. And if we're not careful, we can just become, you know, two minivans passing each other <laughs> throughout wow. the week on the way to... Which is weird because we don't have minivans. But, <laughs> but that even gets weirder. Like, yeah. Are you which minivan are you? Because I'm a Lotus. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's hypothetical. Oh, I got it. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, my point is just that we can get so busy um, just yeah. taking kids to all the different things and... Um, and becoming so distracted by all the urgent things that we forget the most important thing, which yeah. is to cultivate that relationship with each other and mm. with our kids. Um, and so we give lots of different um, stories in the book kind of um, illustrating this. But one of my favorites is from Eugene Peterson. I'm a mm -hmm. huge Eugene Peterson yeah. fan. And 
um, he tells a story in um, one of his books about his daughter really giving him a wake-up call to his drifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was getting ready to go out, um, you know, a busy pastor, and he had a meeting at night, and she asked him to read him a bedtime story. And he said, I'm sorry, Karen, I can't. I have a meeting tonight at the church. And she brought out a chart showing him that it was the 38th night in a row that he had been gone from their family at bedtime. And that she, and that was a wake up call for him. You know, that he didn't realize he had been drifting from his calling as a father Mm. and really as a pastor, because that wasn't the kind of pastor that he wanted to be. Mm. Um, And I just love that, you know, for him, that was that moment. We can all probably point to those flag in the ground moments, whatever it is, that wake us up to our drifting. Um, And that's usually what happens. There's some kind of a bump along the way that causes us to wake up, um, to realize, oh, wait, how did I get here? Mm. This is not who I want to be. This isn't the marriage I want. How do I get back on track? And so what we really tried to do here is give people five handles, you know, these five rhythms that wherever you find yourself, you know, hopefully this is a wake up call and you can say, okay, I don't know how I got here, but here's where I want to get to. And here's five ways that you can just grab onto and start practicing to get you out of where you are and where you want it to be. Mm, that's so good. I love you, Gene Peterson. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> a long obedience in the same direction. Right. I mean, Amen. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Powerful. So, yeah. Chris, you got any thoughts on that? What causes marriages to kind of drift? Yeah, I mean, one of the things we talk about is where rhythms become ruts. Mm. You know, like there's this thing where you're like, wait, I thought we were in rhythm. And you're like, no, we're actually in a rut. Mm. And it's just like, it, you know, ruts, you can get out of ruts. That's, that's, that's the good news. And sometimes you just, you, one, you need Jesus, you need community around you, and you just need to be, help, be able to have open, honest conversation with your spouse. I think a lot of times um, everyone's afraid to have communication and conversations with their spouse that are going to help find that freedom where they can get out of that rut and get back into rhythms. And so I think, you know, it's like you said, it's one step at a time. She said, you know, it's it's so true. And so I think I think we got to be intentional. There's a lot of things pulling at us from a million different directions. Mm. And um, if we're not intentional every single day um, for our prayer and our time and our communication, I think when Jenny and I look up, one of the things for us that is kind of a little red flag for us is when we start to notice like, hey, we haven't just sat and like talked and not like, Hey, are you grabbing so and so? What time are you going to this thing? <laughs> Who's got a game tonight? And all right, yeah. dances at what time? Yeah, you know, we're, it's not that we're sitting down going like, "Hey, what's God doing in you? Like, how how did you sleep last night? Like, what's what are you dreaming about? Like, what what, what do you want to get accomplished this week? Like, we we find ourselves having those moments. Those are usually good signs that we're 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 heading in a rhythm and not mm. finding ourselves in a rut. And so it's just, I think everyone can start to, when you talk about drifting or being in a rut, like you, you kind of know, like you're like, I'm heading that direction. Um, that's, you need to try and address it before it gets, you know, too, too ugly down the road. Mm. Hey, Jenny, it's yeah. so great to have you. We don't have many women on this podcast. So <laughs> talk about this. If, if I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am for a second. <laughs> Talk about, because this is a unique perspective for us, but what are the things that Chris does, especially, okay, we're in the month of February, it's mm-hmm. Valentine's coming up, mm-hmm. but you have a great marriage, and great relationship. What are the things that he does that you would encourage men, hey, if I could just speak to the men out there, you know, these are things that you could do to make your wife feel valued, um, to make her feel loved, to make her feel affirmed. Um, you can honor her, you know. What, what are those things that you would say as a wife, um, that you would that Chris does, and you want just to speak to the husbands out there. This is only a thirty-minute podcast. Right? <laughs> I mean, 
You don't have three hours. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how long it yeah. we'll And see. Uh, <laughs> yes. His humility is just yeah. the best, right? But <laughs> no, I he does so many things that um that are amazing as a, a husband, but I would say the the best place to start for anyone listening um, and that he does really well is what we call the rhythm of speaking life. And it's just what you said about honoring. Um, mm. And this is something that Chris just does really naturally. He's a seven on the Enneagram. If you're familiar with that, he just I mean, he just encourages everybody that he comes across. You know, you're doing a great job today. Yeah. We're at strangers, anybody. Yeah. You know, he's just very good at encouraging. That's one of his gifts. Um, and this is something I've really had to work hard on. It doesn't come quite as naturally to me to say it out loud as he does. Mm -hmm. I think it throughout the day, like, oh, they're really doing a great job or, wow, he's so great at that. I love, you know, when he plays with our kids or whatever I'm thinking, but I don't always naturally say it out loud. Um, but what I've learned is it doesn't count <laughs> unless you say it wow. out loud that they don't know that you're thinking that unless you take the time to actually tell them. Um, so that's something that he does really well for me. Um, and for our kids to really, and it sets the tone of our marriage and of our family culture to be able to, when you think something nice, just say it out loud. Mm. I think that's a great place to start, whatever it is, you know, um, if, you know, she's doing a great job with the kids, you know, just say, taking the time to say, hey, I really appreciate how hard you work to take care of the kids and to make sure that, you know, this family functions well, whatever you can find, even if it's something small, to just say, hey, thank you for doing that this week. Or, you know, if she's trying something new, if maybe you're in a different stage of life where you've got a little bit more time and she's going for a new thing, even if she's kind of wobbly at first, like saying, I'm so, so proud of you for mm -hmm. trying whatever it is. Um, so I think words is a great place to start for sure. That's great. Because I do think as guys, you know, we internalize things and we're like, oh, they're fine. You know, and we, we just <laughs> kind of got our thing going and we're doing our deal, but we don't speak it out loud, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And is that something that comes natural to you or is that something you have to really work on, Chris? I mean. No, I mean, you know, as a seven in Enneagram, I'm, I'm, it's probably just like. Thought, speak it. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, there are not a lot of things he doesn't say out loud. Oh. That's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jenny yeah. has a furnace. Yeah. My furnace has no door. Yeah, it's just he all out just of the thing. Let it out all the time. So, no, I just, I think, you know, words are such a big deal for me, words of affirmation, you know. And mm. So I think, you know, I, God's been so good to me uh, through the years to recognize just how important it is just to say, one thing it could be one thing it could be a text to somebody like hey man i i saw your post like i just want you to know like good job you're doing a great job like today i was i was at a bible study with with a buddy and and you could tell he lost some weight and i was like have you been working out man and he's like yeah i have and i was like well good job and it's like <laughs> you know you, you hope people notice but you're like but you just say it yeah. if you just say it, it you know i don't they can, god's gonna do whatever he wants but if you're bringing life and you're sowing a seed um, you just got to believe that a good harvest is going to come out of it. And I think if we just keep speaking life and, and encouraging, uh, I think that just warms the heart of the Lord. I think it just makes God happy. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I just my whole life, I've just always been trying to tell people how awesome they are and how good a job they're doing. And I think a lot of it probably comes from my mom. She, you know, she was, you know, my mom is amazing. Like Jenny said at the beginning, she did have, you know, a lot of marriages and stuff, but she was one of those ones who was like, you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. <laughs> I don't know if she should have said that. I was like, oh, <laughs> 
I'm gonna be on a reality TV <laughs> show on MTV. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, it's just I think it stems from that. But yeah, and I, I love I love speaking like it. Hey, talk about that for a moment because you were on this reality TV show, and I would get bet anybody over forty probably would have seen it at some point. I mean, MTV was a big deal back then. It and, was. Uh, yeah. Talk about that because that was early on for you guys too. And how did that impact your marriage positively and even maybe negatively? I don't know. I mean, I think it was what was cool was like she knew me before I went on the show. Okay. So um, she wasn't chasing after me for my money and my good looks. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was no money. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but um, Just good luck. Just, yeah. <laughs> I like how you left that one. Up to interpretation. <laughs> you know, just, but yeah, I mean, out of that, it, it opened up some, you know, one of the rhythms in the book is called, the, we call the rhythm of adventure. Mm. And a lot of times, um, no matter how long you're into this thing, you kind of strike out, especially if you're adventurous like us, we go, we're going to go on this big adventure. But a lot of times the cares of life and the kids and the bills and all the things like, you know, adventure kind of tends to take a backseat. Oh, yeah risking and, and going after dreams and those sorts of things. Those are for younger, for the younger days. And I think, you know, those early years, those foundation that we built to, let's go try this, let's try that. Okay, you're on an TV show. Let's be a trap, let's speak and let's, now we've got kids and let's move all across the country. And so she's been really great to embrace the adventure with me, the Enneagram 7. And, um, but what's been cool is that on this ride, yes, a significant portion of our marriage was spent on on my adventures, on like career and ideas, and I want to start this or that. But um, the deeper we get into it, if you're really in rhythm together, there's there's an adventure and a dream inside of her heart and mm. in those listening, your spouse's heart. Um, and if you're the adventurous one and you're the dreamer, there's an opportunity for you to sit across from that person that God has given you the gift of calling yours and going, what is your dream? What's the adventure inside of you? And it may not be moving across the country. It may be starting, you know, get your MBA or, you know, start a business or lead a Bible study, whatever it is. Um, but if you're the adventurer in the, in the relationship, one ten, usually tends to be the one who's more the mm -hmm. risk taker. Um, it's, it, there's a responsibility there for you to sit across from your spouse and, and pull out those dreams and water those dreams and, and try and help them seek adventure as well. And so I think we laid a foundation pretty early of, of a wild ride, but I think as we've <laughs> gone through the years, it's been a balance where we're, it's, it's our ride. It's not just she's alongside my ride. I don't know. You agree? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> okay. That's good. That is really good. Man. Hey, talk about this. How have you kept Christ at the center of your marriage? That's a great question. Um, uh, honestly, I, I don't know how marriage works if, if God is not at the center. I don't know. I, I don't know, honestly. Um, and that doesn't mean that we do it perfectly, but I know that the most important thing in Chris's life is God. And mm. he knows that the most important thing more than him, more than anything is God in my heart and in my life. So I just think that at the mm. end of the day, even if we disagree or we have an argument or whatever, like, I know his heart is for God. I know that. And so I don't question that. Um, we might have things to address or, or behaviors to talk through, um, to work through. But at the end of the day, I know his heart is for the Lord and he knows mine is. Um, and so that keeps us on track. I also know um, who he is in Christ. You know, mm. we talk a lot about that in the book, like 
like speaking to the potential in your spouse, not just yep. maybe who they're acting like right now, but who you know that they are called to be in Christ and speaking up to that person. Um, and I think that's something that he does really well for me also. Um, no matter what season, no matter what I'm walking through, he knows who I actually am mm. in Christ without all the junk. And he can be the one to remind me of that because he's the most powerful person in my life um, and vice versa. So. Yeah, I think I agree with all of that. I think there's a practical side of it too. I think I think when you're that close, when you have that front row seat to that person's soul <laughs> and life and inner workings, I mean, they see you when you wake up with the drool on your face. And then, you know, he is drool. I don't have my makeup on yet. <laughs> yeah, my drool. On my Watch it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my kids told us. I don't know. Yeah. So, but but. You are there. You you have the front row seat, and if you're looking and if you're watching, you can be that voice to say, "Hey, I can see that you're stressed. I can see that maybe like, how has your quiet time been? Have you had the opportunity to spend some time with the Lord? Can I make um, make an allowance or make some time? I'll take the kids, whoever, her or me. Um, I need you should go spend some time, and maybe you get away for a night. Maybe you go." Take the afternoon, take a walk through the woods, go whatever that thing is that brings you closer to Christ. Sometimes we're so in the midst of our stress and our chaos and whatever the thing that's weighing on us or whatever, our spouse has the best perspective to say, hey, um, I think right now in the, this moment, you, you need Jesus. <laughs> and, and I think we, we can both go, yeah, you're right. And sometimes it's like, you know, when's the last time you had your quiet time? When's the last time you had your quiet time? <laughs> like, okay, all right. I think yeah, we know you need Jesus what we need right here. Now. Maybe a nap and some Jesus. <laughs> Maybe a little makeout yeah. time. I think we did all of that. Throw that into the cake, and we're gonna be closer God, to Jesus. Yeah. We're gonna be closer to the Lord. Yeah. Um, so I think that I think that's just a practical side of it. Just spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded, who love Jesus, who are gonna push you and challenge you. And ultimately, just be open to the voice of the Holy Spirit through your spouse saying, hey, I love you. And because I love you, I think you need to maybe take a step out and go spend some time with the Lord to get refreshed and renewed so that you can step back into the fight the way you're supposed to be. Mm. So, Jenny, talk about this. How, how does Chris say that to you or help you with that in a way that doesn't um, make you feel condemned or... Uh, angry because there's a lot of guys. I mean, let's be honest. We get guys. We just get busy, and then there's times we don't know how to pray with our wife. You know, mm -hmm. or we don't know um, like, hey, to how to say that. You know, or how to encourage them sometimes. And I know he's great with words, uh, but how you know because it's tone as well, right? It's sure. the words, it's the tone. Yeah. And uh, you guys hit on this a little bit, but how do you, how if you could encourage guys out there? When you're speaking to your wife about spiritual matters or trying to encourage them, what kind of tone or how can they say that in a way that's edifying? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. And I think one of the best ways that you can serve your wife or your spouse is by listening mm. before, you know, talking first. I think that's something, Chris, I'm grateful for that he does for me. And most mornings you can find us in our office, in our gray chairs, with our coffee, talking. Um, mm. And he's great at listening and a lot of times what comes out of that listening is, okay, I'm hearing you say this is where you're struggling or 
maybe maybe you need to take a couple hours on Friday and just go be with the Lord. Go for for me that looks like you know we're in a busy season. It's loud. We have little kids everywhere, and so he knows. For me, what looks like refreshing time is going to for a hike in the woods or going to the trees or going and getting alone and being quiet and listening to the Lord. And so he'll say that to me. And then he'll also back up those words with being able to watch the kids so that I can go do that, you know, Mm -hmm. and make space for that in our life together. For other couples, it might be different. You know, for my parents, they are in kind of the empty nest season. They live out in the country in the woods. My mom is an extreme extrovert. She loves being with people. So for her to support her growth, my dad has listened to her and said, you know what? You need some time. You need some noise. You need to go be with your grandkids or you need to go have lunch with a friend or, you know, he's even sent her off for weekends with girlfriends, you know, to just fill that tank. So I think it starts with listening for what they need and then encouraging them to go do that and then also helping them make it happen Mm -hmm. by being willing to help out or do whatever you need to fill that tank back up for them. Yeah. And for us, I mean, one of the things we, we do is there's, there's almost a, a clock. Like when I used to, I used to travel, one, one of my jobs is to travel and I'd, I'd be gone, like literally on an airplane and out of town from Monday through Thursday. And so we just knew come Thursday, Jenny was, <clears throat> Jenny was done. She was just like, <laughs> I, I've been holding the fort for four days. And that's a long time to be gone. But, you know, throughout the years, we kind of established this Friday is her day. You know, if there's a way that I can make it work with whatever job I have, whatever, um, I'm going to I'm going to work from home and I'm going to hang out with at, at any given time. It could be two, two kids, three kids, one kid, whatever. And she knows come Friday, so she's got enough in the tank yeah. to go, OK, <laughs> like we all know that there's a there's a place on the calendar. And so sometimes your life is so busy, you just have to schedule that section where, where she knows on Tuesday nights she's going to go and get a massage or go read a Bible or go find a coffee shop or go hang out with friends or whatever it is that, because when she comes back on Friday afternoon, we're all better for her. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're all better. She's like, I love you guys. <laughs> sure, this yeah. is so good. So it's just, so that's just a practical thing. You know, like sometimes it's spontaneous and sometimes it's calendar, it's on a calendar and you can set your clock to it. Man, that is, thank you. Because that is so good. I mean, like, you know, whether it's scheduling a date night or just scheduling something that she has to look forward to. And and the listening part, I think, is so key. And I think for guys, you know, we get home from work and we're we're just used to like, okay, we're still in that mindset. You know, hey, do this, do that. And instead of going, I'm going to stop. I want to listen. What's your needs? And, yeah, that's good. So... When Valentine's coming up, be sure and think about that. (laughs) Be sure and honor your spouse. Just take care of her, you know, cherish her. Hey, give us just real quick, because you guys have so many great stories in the book, but also from the book or from all the interviews that you've done with all these people who've been married a long time, what are one or two takeaways that you go, guys, get this. I just, if, if if I can encourage you with anything, get this. That's a great question. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think, you know, the way the way I would say it is, I mean, the whole idea of the book is um, it, it, there's super easy handles. There's these five rhythms, yeah. right, that that you can you can literally we have people that have read our book it, that have been married 60 years and those have been married just a couple years. And every even the 60 years married are like, we just well, we're going to read the book because we friends with you and we thought it'd be great. And they're like, we actually have things we can work on mm. and to help us like have a better thriving marriage. 
And that's what we want out of this. We want it to be simple and practical, but thought-provoking in a way that people can go, oh, okay, we want to be in rhythm. And, you know, one of the fun a story, if you're talking about a story, you know, we, we talk about the story where I ended up um, in a last-minute deal interviewing Mike Tyson for, <laughs> for this podcast. Some guy's like, hey, could you fly on a private jet with me tomorrow morning to go interview Mike Tyson in Orange County? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> the answer is Iron yes. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> while I'm there and he's smoking pot and here, here comes Dennis Rodman walking in the door. I was like, no, what is this? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what is it? Where, where's the cameras? Yeah. Where's the cameras, Jesus? What am I doing here? This is hilarious. I love your face tats. But too. Yeah. Cute. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, like he was pretty chill because yeah. he was high. So, <laughs> so. Um, this is a church podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is great. Look, there's plenty of guys out there that are going to appreciate this but all I have to say is like that was a moment in time where, where the rhythm of adventure played itself out in our life where Jenny had my back supported uh, what we were doing and was like go for it this is a moment in time and so I think you know no matter where you are in your marriage one of these rhythms or all five of these rhythms can kind of play out to give you context so again if you're if you've got something going on in your life like let's just focus on these rhythms these five rhythms we actually haven't even set them yet it's speaking life it's serving, it's slowing down, it's seeking adventure and staying in awe. I mean, we want to be in awe of the Lord. There's a moment where you're, you're in awe of God, you're in awe of a sunset, you're in awe of a horse running in a field. Um, we should be in awe of our spouse and the gift that God has given us and this gift that is marriage. And so all that to say is like, this isn't impossible to do. Um, it's actually pretty easy. And I think if you sat down and said, hey, especially the guys, hey, babe, I want to, for us to get in rhythm. I think they go, ooh, what does that even mean? It sounds exciting. <laughs> like They may cock one eyebrow at you, and then and then you go, no, no, there's a book. But yeah, I think it's, it's an easy conversation starter. And I think anyone you ask, and if you say, are you in rhythm or out of rhythm, everyone listening can think of an area or two in their marriage or multiple where they're out of rhythm. Mm. And the, the idea is God wants us to be in rhythm. He wants us to be walking. He wants us to be thriving together. And um, yeah, so that, that's just the context. Of, for me, that's why I would say is like, just get in rhythm, you know, take the time. It's not real hard, but you'll be amazed at the results that come on the other side of it. Mm. So good. That's good. Um, I think I would say, you know, everybody is different and the season of life that this finds you in is going to be different for everybody. Um, so I think you can read through the five rhythms and then start with the one that really resonates with you the most in the season. Um, but if I'm picking one to tell someone, start here, I would say, go home tonight, sit with your spouse, start by listening to them, um, and maybe ask them, what is the dream for you that's right at the top of your heart in this season? What is it? Um, because it may have been a while since you asked, you know, or maybe ever, maybe, maybe you've never asked that question, but find out what God has put, whatever dream it is, um, like Chris said, it could be big or small, find out what they're dreaming of, what their heart is longing for in this season, and then do something to help water that dream, whatever it is. If it's just to even encourage them in it, or maybe it's to make room for it in your life together. If it's, you know, they want to be a photographer, maybe let's look into cameras or let's build you a website, whatever it is, find out the dream and then water it somehow in your life. Guys, that is good. <laughs> I mean, that is gold right there. I mean, both. And, and yeah. 
and I'd say, Chris, too, I love that that sense of awe that y'all talked about because that rhythm is just, that yeah. is awesome. And, and as, as guys, we get so busy. We're, we got so many things going on, like you mentioned, job, career, you know, family, and we're just trying to get one place to the other. And if we just stop and take a deep breath and go, God, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. thank you. Look what you've done in my life and, yeah. and my family. And, man, just to be filled with that awe is that's powerful. Well, it was, you know, it's funny. All was the fifth rhythm that came to us. We had the first four pretty locked in. We were, it, but it was it was cool because God really helped us crystallize something that we had never really been able to put words to. But, you know, we were just kind of, I'd see Jenny walk down the stairs every morning. I'm, I'm there slightly before her in the, in the chair in the office. And she'd walk around the corner and just I just, every day, I'd just be like, wow, like that is my wife. Like that is my wife. And just like you see a sunset and mm. you get stopped in your tracks, just like you you see your kids just running and you just have that thing wash over you, mm. or you're in a moment of worship and you can remember back when you're at that conference that mm. when God just showed up and you're in awe, like marriage is the most beautiful opportunity to become one. And we have an opportunity to be in awe of him and what he, and you know, the fact that he brings life from a marriage, you know, birthing children. I mean, there's all, all around us, but we're just so busy. So if we can stop and, and be in awe, because we were in awe of our spouse when we were dating them. Yes. We were in awe when we were on that mar- that wedding day. Yes. We were in awe. There was no- nothing was going to stop us. We were, that was the most important person on the planet. Mm. But somehow the enemy comes in mm. and distracts us and, and, and puts lies in our hearts and our minds and messes with us. But if we can hold on to that rhythm of awe and capture it once again, you'll be surprised at how much more your spouse falls in love with you, trusts you, and locks arms with you when the dreams come and the, the time to go take the hill. And, and awe is just one of those rhythms that's like it's a sleeper. It's a sleeper rhythm. It's a sleeper <laughs> rhythm, man. You just got to watch out because it's, it's so good. Oh, I love it. All right, one last question, you guys. Yeah. What do you want your legacy to be? Yeah, I, I think, I, you know, I think if you would ask me at 22 versus 40, mm-hmm. you know, I think the answer is totally different yeah. now. I, I think I think at the end of the day, it's like, you know, for me, I, I've come to this thing in the last couple of years is that, like, um, I have nothing left to prove mm. to myself or to anybody else because um, I haven't made all the money in the world. You know, that's that's not the goal, right? I But I have five amazing kids and I have a <laughs> wife, right? And um, I have nothing left to prove because they know I love them and I'm going to keep continue to prove that mm-hmm. through my words and my actions. Um, and that's a really good place to be because I think for the longest time I was trying to prove whatever to whomever uh, that I can be this or I can be that. And when you have that freedom to go, I don't care if I ever post another thing on social. I don't care if anybody thinks I'm great or not because there's there's a world right here, my little world with my family. So from a legacy perspective, I, I hope and pray that um, that my kids will know that they're loved by their dad and their mom and that she will know that I, I left it all in the field for her. And so that's, that's for me, that's, that's the biggest thing I want. And then anyone that I encounter, that they walk away going, dang, that dude, like, just, I just... I felt better after I encountered that guy. Mm. He wasn't sucking the life out of me. He wasn't trying to take from me, but he was listening and he was trying to help me be who God wants me to be. And so, yeah, that's it. 
That's awesome. Yeah, that, it's maturity, right? From 22 to 40, it's yeah. spiritual maturity. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I got the hair. I got the hair to prove it. You know? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I hope that, um, you know, I hope that what, mm. what I, the legacy that I leave, I hope that my kids will look at my marriage and my relationship with the Lord and that it would be something that they would long for in their wildest dreams. Mm. I hope that um, that's the kind of relationship that I would grow with Jesus and that with my husband, um, that it would be something that um, is contagious, you know, that it's something worth longing for. Mm. Um, so I think that that motivates me, that keeps me going, and, and I pray that that's something that they long for. Wow. Great. Chris, Jenny, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, just for sharing your heart. And uh, man, this is powerful for all of us who are married. And uh, man, that we could be that kind of example to our kids. That they would, we would have a marriage that our kids long for and um, wildly yeah. long for. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So um, let me pray for us right now. Thank God, you so much. Thank you for today. God, thanks for Chris, for Jenny. God, thank you for their book that they've written. God, I pray it would continue to bless marriages all across the country and across the world. And Father, I pray for us as men. Uh, I pray that we would be godly, that we would listen to our wives, that we would love well, Father. I pray for our kids, God, to, to want to have a marriage like we have. So Father, thank you for everything that you've spoken through them today. And Father, just the way it's encouraged me and challenged me, and I pray for all of us, God. And I pray this month of February, as we talk about Valentine's Day and love, that, God, we would be focused on our marriage and we would grow deeper in our faith. We would develop this rhythm of us. I love that. And so, God, we dedicate our lives to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, thank you so much for joining in today for the podcast. And, man, be watching every Friday as we have the Man Minute that will be coming out that will help you uh, throughout this month. And then we'll have a new podcast next March. And also be watching Verses 2 will be on May 5th, so Cinco de Mayo, and uh, we've just signed Tim Tebow, so it's going to be an awesome time. So get a lot of guys. We're going to be coming out there to the Ag Center in Williamson County, and love wherever you're listening from. Hey, come in and make a weekend out of it. So blessings on you guys. Thanks for joining in. Have a great week. God bless. Thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. We pray what you learned today will help you as you strive to become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. Once again, if you found this content helpful, we hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. And be sure to join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode as they come out the first Friday of every month. You can do that now and find all of our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com. And don't forget to grab your tickets to the Versus Men's Conference featuring Tim Tebow happening on May 5th in Franklin, Tennessee. You can get your tickets at versusconference.com.